podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, foreignologists. Welcome along to the show. It's a Monday evening. That's, that will be long remembered as the day after the day that indeed Liverpool won Old Trafford and won 5 0. It's also the day um, that we found out that a hiker that was lost for 24 hours ignored the calls from rescuers because he didn't recognize the number. <laughs> yeah, hiker rescuers' numbers in your pocket. Um, and it's also a day when we get to talk about many different things <laughs> and lots of good things. Um, it's also the week leading up to Halloween. It's very strange when in Ireland we have a have a bank holiday in October, the last Monday of October. I don't know what what the story is but there. Do you know um, Halloween was invented in Ireland? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Dia del Muerte is what they invented in uh, mm. in Mexico. Um. Anyway, it's just ghost walking past behind you. No, no, that's that's uh, that's that's my private life. I don't talk about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyhow, where was I? Uh, yes, it is. We, we beat United 5 0. There's not really much else to to sort of lead in with, but like, That's there's, it. The, there's, there's a few things that we get, we're going to discuss around it. Um, I think it's a victory for everyone that supports Liverpool Football Club. It's also been a victory for those who don't support Liverpool Football Club but use Liverpool Football Club to talk about things on podcasts. Um, and it's also a massive victory for everyone who loves and hates everyone by equal measure. Um, because I don't know, it just seems to be a strange world. But ultimately, I think for me, I'm still a wee bit in shock. And I know we'll get onto it later, right? But I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm still a wee bit in shock. Um, because it's funny. We always sometimes you expect these things to happen, and then when they do, it's still even more shocking that they actually happened, as opposed to thinking why they should happen. Because football really follows the line of logic. Um, and what happened was well, uh, uh, following the line of logic. Um, but right at the top, Andy, I want to open with your topic. And your topic revolves around squad depth because this allows us to discuss everything um, that was great about the win yesterday and allows us to discuss in general where this club is at this moment in time, despite the doom and the gloom that was around the team in August because we didn't sign insert random player that was never, ever being signed except for some fucking lunatics and yahoos on Twitter made names up and uh, people want to believe them over the fact that all the journalists for the best part of two months were saying our, our business was done. So, Andy, squad depth, does this, yeah. this given where, what we just did, does this not just highlight how strong this 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 um, this um squad actually is? Yeah. Um, I was looking there, you know, we are strongly linked to Rafina, weren't we, in the summer and he's injured now. So, like, that wouldn't have been much use, would it? <laughs> People, did, you, did, you see, did you see the tackle, though? Yeah, but look, no, the, the point The point is, um, players that you're linked to, players that come in still get injured as well. There was a meltdown um, before that game, as usual, about the uh, the team selection, or who wasn't available, we haven't a hope anymore, blah, 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 such and such a start. <clears throat> uh, that should be the end of that now, forever. But how I am applying that logic to reasonable people, 
who don't moan about it anyway. It's normally the lunatics. Um, but th- there you go. Like 25 players Liverpool have used this season. You know what I mean? And we're just at the end of October. 25 mm-hmm. players. And out of all them 25 players, they've all played a very important role. You know, everything about that club team is about people, you know, everyone from the, the players on the pitch to kit men to canteen ladies to everybody, they're all involved. Yet, time and time and again, you have people complaining before there's a ball kicked. And what did they do? They went out there and they, as you said, logic was a, like is, is rarely applied in in, a, in football, but there it was yesterday. I don't think I had the balls to uh, predict a 5-0 win. I was shitting myself all all morning, all week. We talked about the fear of playing United uh, last Monday night. But, I mean, everything that happened yesterday should have really been expected. But you couldn't you couldn't put yourself to think like that. So, no matter who Klopp picked, they were going to go out and do the business. And it, it was unbelievable. Okay. I can't get over it. You know, the, it, it doesn't get much better. The list of different things... The face on Ali, the, the, the Ronaldo uh, goal being disallowed, the away fans and the chance and the Ali's at the wheel and all, oh, it was just so good. Their their player, uh, their fans getting off at you know twenty minutes before the game finished. It was just absolutely perfection. And and Solskjaer is still in the job because they called it a win win. Well, Liverpool won and Ali's still at the wheel, you know, for the foreseeable. <laughs> <laughs> there was a tweet went there. Where's the win win? I. Yeah, I mean, th- there was a tweet went out by the club this morning and I was waiting for it, refreshing my phone just to see that they get thrown a bit of support. But he's going to be in charge for at least another three games, so let's enjoy them. Mm. And, 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 and the more about it, but, but bring, bring it back to the topic, Ray, in terms of the squad depth. Like, <clears throat> there has been a question over how deep the midfield squad piece is at the moment, given the amount of players that we have missing and we're missing Fabinho, missing Thiago again. Right? Mm. And the question through the summer was, do, yeah. should we have signed someone to replace Mignaldum? Um With the emergence of Curtis Jones and that midfield that played yesterday, it's a bit, I think it's a bit bonkers to be totally honest with you. Like, um, and I'll, I'll say, look, I've, I've been one of the biggest criticizers in Abby Case on here. And I still think, and Shane to echo your point that you, that you text yesterday, I still think he has a mad game yesterday. Right, I think it's 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 a mad game because is to me, Keita has accepted the good uh, good bits that's about him, and Klopp has accepted the bad bits about him, and is trying to build a midfield to cater for his bad bits. If you if you get me right, so by having Henderson and Milner in there, he knows that he's got two carrot horses, and people take carrot horses being a derogatory term, right? But he's he's got two carrot horses around him because it allows. Kaiser to do all the mad stuff, right? But the, what he's given us on the ball when he goes to when to play in the space between, I hate to use the Rafaism, but to play between the lines between the midfield and the forward line, it's like it's just something a bit different. And it's like the two boys would work all day for you. The great lads, if they were on a building site now, they'd have they'd lash up, they'd sort out the the housing problem in Ireland. They'd have all the houses built inside three weeks. Like it's just, but but for you, Ray, is this because it, it doesn't. You wouldn't have thought that this is a really, really deep, deep squad, but it's just surprised. It surprised me how well everyone is able to step in and just cover for whoever's missing. Is Ray stuck? Yeah, I mean, it is. 
Yeah, I, I am a bit. I am. I am a bit worried about my connection here. But um, no, I mean, look, it is a deep squad. But the mad thing is, um, we're not seeing a lot of injuries in 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 midfield. You know, obviously last season we had all these injuries at centre back, and we ended up in a crazy situation where we were pe- playing. You know, players who you would never have imagined would be our starting sort of centre-backs. Um, and you'll never see them again as our starting centre-backs in, all, in mm. all likelihood. The same seems to be like, we, we're getting hit a little bit with this injury curse. How do we feel? Like, we were literally down yesterday to having Oxlade-Chamberlain, um, Hendo and Curtis Jones by the end of that game. Now, you know, we were 5-0 up and we were knocking the ball around and we were taking the piss. That was all fine and dandy. Um, we really do need to start get, getting some of these other players back. You know, we do need to, you know, for the Fabinho thing, we need him back sooner rather than later. We need Tiago back sooner rather than later. Hopefully the Cater um, injury isn't, isn't, isn't a bad one. Um, like, you can sign, you know, we could have signed an extra player in midfield, but sometimes, you know, these injuries are just completely out of your control. You know, who who... Who can predict that you're going to get a run of injuries in midfield like like we are at the moment? So, from from the overall squad depth point of view, I think we're perfectly fine. But I am just a little bit concerned that we're getting these this kind of bit of a curse in midfield at the moment. I mean, you know, the other the other excellent part yesterday was that we were able to we were able to rest Mane and we were able to bring in Jota and and have that added dimension that added threat up front you know and mm. Jota has got the ball in the back of the net you know inside 15 minutes you know like that's that for me like those four you know permanent three from those four is perfect at the moment do you know what I mean like we should be able to give Bobby rests we should be able to give Mane rests you know, would you ever be tempted to give Salah the rest of the moment the form he's in? Probably not, but maybe the time will come against the lesser team. But I, I look, I'm perfectly happy. Look, look at the goalkeeper situation. Queen Callagher is a more than apt number two in goal. Do you know what I mean? Um, and and I think you know we we we've seen Allison have injuries, and and he probably will go out for games again this season. So, no, I, I'm perfectly happy. I mean. The other irony here is Canate gets on the pitch finally. I know he he played in one other league game this season, but we bought we bought a player there who's hardly had a sniff, and he comes in. And he's like he, he's like he's been there playing there for 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 two or three seasons. Like he was, you know, he was he was fantastic, and you know, I, I this is an absolutely rock solid squad. As long as we can clear up some of these injuries. Um, I think we've got plenty there f- for us to last a whole season and challenge on 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 every front that we're, that we're, that we're challenging on right now. Mm-hmm. Shane, the the there's <sighs> no to, to fucking destroy United like we just did yesterday, and it's 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 just joyful. I just think about it. Can you think of a time? When Ferguson came to Ultra, came to Anfield and did that to us, because I can't, I couldn't think of a time when they when when they utterly humiliated. Like we humiliated them. It wasn't even just a dominance. We humiliated them, right? No, I, I can't remember a time where they ever came and done that. We used to do quite well against them, mm. uh, like when they were top dogs, and then we had the, the David James flapper 
games kind of came into it and that kind of broke that mould. But now listen, the lads kind of a little like Andy said, we like Andy said there, we've used twenty five players so so far this season. There's a there's been a lot of rotation. Um and I think listen, I, I would imagine Harvey is gonna get back at some stage, lads are saying maybe after Christmas. Uh, it'd be great to see he's another body back. But I, I think like Jones coming on, I think was a was a was a huge boost yesterday. I think he would have started if he was fit ahead of Milner. Because that listen, that, that injury, it's it's a bad ball from Robbo and he's trying to turn and get back after. But that's purely down to playing so many games at his age in a quick uh, quick amount of time. I think Jones would have started um if he got a couple of days training under his belt. He was Jones was I thought Jones was probably one of our he could have been man of the match maybe last year when we won four two there. Uh without the fans. I thought he was excellent. Uh I've spoke about him before on here. I just I think he's he's a real like he he shouldn't he shouldn't be looked at to me as weak in our midfield if he doesn't play for for me Jones and uh, great to get him back yesterday and listen when now Tiago kind of gets injured seems to when he's getting out of his car getting going training but hopefully we can get we can get him we can get him back um, as well because listen with the rotation you would imagine that. He's obviously trying to keep fellas fresher for coming in after Christmas when when you come down to like the the meaningful time of the season with the Champions League and the league, and if we can get them fellas back, um, refreshed as well, having not played an awful lot of games or have not had a huge workload all of them, well then it's probably ominous for for the rest of the league. Andy, I mean we love an injured player, don't we? I mean you can think if you think about it, like you know Matip. Lalana, you know, while he was at the club, Naby Keita, Tiago now seems to be, you know, regularly injured. Like, this seems to be um, something that it's almost like a running joke at the point, isn't it? To have these mm. these fellas knocking around. Mm. I, I see people in the chat talk about, you know, it's midfield. Honestly, that's who gives a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> like, I, I, honestly. Why you? Why would you want to be talking about United? Why? Why? Like, nobody's talking about Spurs or Everton's team or um, Burnley's team or Norwich's team because like, that's the standard of team that we play yesterday. Like, what's the point mm. to talk about about that United team? There's nothing. Well, There's nothing Phil, I know you've said, you've said before previous. I've seen you either talking and talking on here and in messages when we played Everton. The Klopp has treated them like they should have been treated. He, he made lots of changes for Everton games and we've gone yeah. and we knocked them out of the cup with our second team. And I've seen a couple of tweets yesterday. I know they're tongue-in-cheek half the time, but Klopp makes like a couple of big changes going to Old Trafford in a huge game where like, mm. I agreed with Carragher yesterday about we kind of did need to win. Not need to win, but it was it was to put a statement down. Two home games against Chelsea and City didn't win either of them. And Klopp makes a couple of big changes. Am I missing a couple of big players? And we went out and absolutely fucking destroyed them. I, I, I have to say, I, I actually thought that, that, and that's probably the biggest takeaway for me yesterday, was it's one of the first times I can remember Klopp not treating this as an occasion mm. and just mm. treating it as, as mm. playing an inferior team. Mm. Right, a team that's so up its own ego that he kn- he knows that just by playing a playing as Liverpool and playing their style of football and playing the way we're going to play, we're going to smash them. Mm. Like I just had that that feel of of the year before we won the league. Like you know that where we knew that when we were playing a bad team, we were going to absolutely smash the back doors after when we were chasing mm. City that year. And I looked at you when you look at what Chelsea did with their seven 0 against Norwich. There was a real sense. In my mind, even with Robertson screaming at the at the camera to keep going, there was a real sense that they felt that there was goals in the game 
to, to go chase as many goals as possible. It would have been great how we put up seven, eight, nine goals against them. Like that would have been fantastic, you know. Mm. Mm. They would have had a protest and they could have blamed the Glazers for not saving the shots and 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 the Glazers for not being defenders and the Glazers for not being for for buying the the, the replace bot Ronaldo because clearly that's not the real Ronaldo. It's just a, a replace bot mm. that they, that they bought from Saudi Arabia. Phil, that possession from 70 minutes onwards was every bit as good as another two or three goals. I mean, that no, was... No, 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 no. No, I want the 10. No. no I, like, I, I, honestly, I was annoyed. The way... No, you can't say that. The way <laughs> Liverpool pinged ping the ball around and had them chasing shadows really put a stamp on, on the gulf of difference between those two teams. They're at home and at, at stages for 10 or 15 minutes, Liverpool had something like 80 odd percent of possession. Okay. They could have pushed on and humiliated them, but five nil is a humiliation. And to knock the ball around, having to run around in circles for, for 20 minutes towards the end is every bit as good as a, is a couple of more goals, in my opinion. Uh, there was someone in the comments here, uh, not too long ago, probably about three or four weeks ago. Uh, remind us that United were only two points behind us and, and, not, and we weren't getting carried away. Well, they're seven points behind Liverpool now. And come the end of the season, they're going to be 27 points behind Liverpool. You know, this team yeah. deserves belief. It, it deserves so much belief. Um, and what they did yesterday, Klopp's wife in the crowd, like he put, he certainly put on a show for her there yesterday um, because Liverpool came out of the blocks really well. Uh, there was definitely a bit more intent as we, we left ourselves way more exposed at the back than we have previously at Old Trafford. Like Trent got up high in the pitch straight away and Robbo as well in the past. Um, we, we sat in tight and kind of invited them on. But um, they had a couple of early chances, you know, from us losing the ball in midfield and then coming straight in on top of us. So Klopp went for it, um, you know, Yesterday, and I think I think that was recognising um, that they're a wounded animal midweek there um, against Atalanta. Was a skull said in the punditry that yeah. try that try that against Liverpool at the weekend or against Man City, and let's see what happens. And he was dead fucking right. Now all that media stuff gets in people's heads, and they think that you know it might be a bit better than they are, and and they believe in these things like turning around them. Um, been a couple of goals down. They've done that a few times this season. But anyone who's anyone who just ignores all that noise can see how vulnerable they are and how easy you can get at them. And Klopp knew it. Klopp knew it well. Um, their team are disgraced. They don't do anything as a unit. They're they, look. We could have beat them eight nil. We could have beat them ten nil. But we beat them five nil and, and made absolute shit of them. Uh, popping the ball around and their players chasing shadows. You know, they're, I, they're I, a disgrace. I tend to agree with uh, with you, Andy, on the kind of the pattern. Listen, I would have taken a few, a couple of extra goals, but passing the ball around, it's kind of death by a thousand cuts for them. Like they, they were down to ten, they couldn't get their foot in the ball. But the thing, the kind of jump that we asked me yesterday was uh, kind of read a bit about the other couple of hammerings they've taken over the last few years. Like that Spurs game last year, six one, that a man sent off. Uh, you can kind of mitigate for that, even though it was, it was obviously shocking to lose six goals, even down to 10. But the City game a few years ago, that City coming by City went there and won 6 1. That was 3 1 going into injury time. City scored three goals in injury time. We put we put far past them in the first 45 minutes when the game is really in the melting pot, where it's there to be won, where you're trying to get your, a foothold in the game and build 
uh, build to get that winning performance, and we absolutely fucking destroyed them. Like it's it's over half time. It's mm. it's fucking it's it's done, yeah. and that's the most like we humiliated them. There, there was there was nothing for them. If that, if that was one of them. Like when you were uh, younger, or in your school boy days, the manager gives the fucking referee and I'll go and play five minutes in the second half here, mate, and blow it up. That's fucking. Mm. We, 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 we've we've had enough. Well, I here. think. So, I think I think in reality, if Pogba doesn't get sent off, I, I think that almost closes the game down in a way. Like mm. I, I think they yeah. come out in that second half still looking to swing punches, uh, still thinking that they can make this a respectable scoreline, four 0 down. You know, they they quickly go five 0 down, but I still think they're looking to end that game five two five three, and and we could easily have gone and and caused you know, caught them on the break multiple times. As it as it happened, it was almost from that point where Pogba gets sent off and there's a big sort of break in the game and Cater gets stretched off. Um and, and I have by the way, <clears throat> did did the Cater thing before that they were really laying in with the tackles. Like they were they were re- to me they were they were looking to injure someone. It felt like to me there was frustration there. We seen what Ronaldo was up to just before half time. Like they, they 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 were getting so frustrated and like there was almost an inevitability of of, of there being a bad tackle there. Um, but if if Pogba doesn't get sent off, I actually do think we 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 continue to pick them off and we score six, seven, maybe eight. Do, do you know what what's frustrating me there a wee bit, right? Like and, and we haven't been able to talk about Kanatic stepping in because like you know he's been sort of out in the wilderness, played a game out in the wilderness, and to come in for such a big game. And play the way he did, and show the composure the way he did to, to to be able to step in. It's an indictment in the fate that Klopp has put on him as a player. It shows the future is actually really really good given given the age of Kanata, assuming that he doesn't have any major injury problems. Um, you wonder how you get past our two centre backs when they're both fully up to speed. When you have Van Dijk and you have Kanata here, you probably think to yourself. Where does Gomez ever get back into this team? Gomez is becoming this season's Nat Phillips, mm-hmm. and I mean that in the nicest possible way, because the way mm-hmm. Matip is and the way Kanata is being and the way Van Dijk is being, that unless one of them goes down with an injury, and you're probably thinking Matip is likely, like then you need two of them to go down. And it's really tough on Gomez because he's, he's mm-hmm. fought back from a, from a long-term injury. Mm-hmm. But it also facilitates Trent and Robbo to do what they do best, because the team, the team aren't worried about being stretched because the two boys are so good at being able to cover space and cover the fullbacks and cover quick counters, that it's just amazing to see how this team has progressed under club to have a an identity in the way we play, a true identity in the way we play. The players come in and, and can play the exact same as somebody else, if not better. Um, and even to the midfielders, like Henderson has taken absolute belters from fucking arseholes. I'm just going to say that, right? Like, there's no point in holding back. There's a there's a crowd on uh, podcasts and Discord and the whole lot that have spent their life abusing this fella who's been nothing but the best captain that this club has ever had, right? Ever. There isn't a captain that comes close to him. And I'll tell you why. Because the fella to break the jinx, the course that existed for the best part of 30-odd years to win the league, a fella who's gone and won a Champions League when who supposedly can only pass sideways or go backwards or can't move and can't run, right? To be able to nail down the position he's nailed down. And then to basically wipe his arse 
right? Take the shitty news, shitty toilet paper and rub it all over their faces with that pass <laughs> Salah for the goal. It's just, <laughs> it like literally, if you're t- like basically the biggest complaint is that he's a crap passer and he goes, only goes from side to side. I, I'd, I'd argue that I, I haven't even seen Gerard play as good a ball. And I'm, I'm being straight because when you look at it from that front down angle where you see him slice across it to get the spin for it to fade out, and like that's that's mm. meant. Very, very similar to the storage ball against Fulham yeah. a few years ago, Phil. They're both, they're both nearly identical. It's Unbelievable. Outrageous. Outrageous. Right? It was an outrageous pass. It's outrageous. Mm. And you can see yeah. he means, and you can see like it's designed to slow down. That whole thing, that's like a snooker player playing spin. On a ball to get it back to where exactly where it was to, for for it to go in, it's just staggering, staggering. And to think that he can only go sideways and can't run anymore, like you know, it's 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 that's even more staggering. Um, just, um, just it's mad, isn't it? I mean, like mention about like the the you know the 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 people who've sort of criticised Henderson for all these years, even 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 after he lifts a European Cup and a Premier League and in that season he's named, you know, player of the season, that the, the, the you know, these people have just doubled down on their opinions. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, okay, he can have an like like he play, he can have an odd bad game or a couple of couple of bad games, but like you know his his quality and his class and and what he just you know the fact that what he brings to this squad as the as the captain you know Klopp puts a lot of trust in what he delivers as a captain um whether he's on the this is the other thing whether he's on whether he doesn't even he's not even a i know we've got a lot of injuries now but he's not even a guaranteed nailed on starter really mm. uh, but he doesn't he never he doesn't complain he's he's never you know he never shows any kind of negative emotions towards that he just gets you know if he's sub and he gets on after 60 minutes then he'll just get on and he'll impact the game as best he can i mean he's you know he's just um he's a, he's a role model and that's that's why he is who he is it's amazing like you can i can even see in the chat the chats people triggered by the fact that i said that it may have been a better pass to, than anything Gerard played and straight away and jared hit 20 a season jared just did mm. <laughs> It is quite possible that somebody's played a better pass than Steven Gerrard for a Liverpool football yeah. club. I'd, I'd argue, what was that goal I seen recently where Ronnie Whelan played an absolute humdinger from a corner in one of the cup finals from years ago, playing for Liverpool? I was afraid. Oh, against against Spurs, the one. That no, actually, the, yeah, the one where he just it just curls, it literally yeah, yeah. goes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's outrageous. Jan Moby, if you wanted to see incredible <sighs> passes. Get out a VHS recorder, stick on Jan mm. Moby, and look at some of the ridiculous passes he made, in mm. particularly the '86 uh, FA Cup final. Um, that, some of that stuff was outrageous. Just on just on, Can- just on Canada, I feel that selection. It, it, like, like we know how good Klopp is, but like the last few years, any joy and have really got against us is they know Trent will go high, and they look to get Rashford in that channel down down. The, he scored a couple of goals on mm. Trent's debut. And I actually like Rashford. I think I think he's a, he's a very good player. Um, and but he, he was obviously worried about that club. He was going to go United because, as as you have alluded earlier, they're not very good, but they can they can hurt you. So he knows Trent is going to play high. Matip is now slouch, but Kanate is an absolute <laughs> flyer and so quick over the ground. So he says, right, I'll put him in there. And if the ball goes over the top, with um, if the ball is played over the top, he'll be able to deal with Rashford. And uh, it worked like a dream, to be fair. But look, we've seen, and now 
Phil, you hate international football. I'm not a fan myself, but Ireland, play, Ireland played the kind of Man United role against Portugal a couple of weeks ago, and they just used to put, they kept putting the ball in over the rifle's head, and Pepe couldn't deal with it, and we should have got something out of that game, and we are absolutely yep. dog shit Ireland compared no, to Portugal. No so, idea what you're talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. That's just like saying, like, that's so. like saying Manute Town were playing yeah. uh, Bangor last night and you saw the lads sticking the ball in the over, over 24. Over 24 but yeah, look, it was a, it was a, it woke the dream having Kanate in there just as that mm. safety mm. net because Matip is no slouch, but Kanate is a fucking floor. Oh, listen, mm. I think it's great. Andy, for looking at Kanate, Kanate is the centre back that, is, that a lot of people thought Mamadou Saku was, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know what it is like every so often the player comes along at Liverpool that people obsess over um, like with no real basis for, for it you know like I'm a firm believer let these players uh, develop and get into the team and make a reputation for themselves uh, without all that pressure and, and that's what the likes of Henderson has done over his career always seems to be batting away the doubters and time and time again like all sort everything is being thrown at him about his um tactical awareness that he he can't pick a pass you know um he's not a good captain and all of these things have been disproven because <coughs> across the world you've got admirers um everyone from you know Pirlo Zidane um Alex Ferguson you know and then anyone who knows him really well who's who's played alongside him and, and managed him like Klopp or like Stevie G um, they 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 really speak so highly of Henderson, but like yeah, there you go. Like Sacco, Kanate's come in, yeah. And um, people have talked up Kanate, but like just Jesus, just give him give him time to make establish himself in this Liverpool team. He was absolutely excellent yesterday. He was excellent in the other game he played as well uh, this season. Um, he's he's an exciting fella to have there. So um, uh, such a presence. Beside Van Dyke, the two of them must look absolutely massive uh, to the to the opposition to have them there. It was Fred trying to put it up to him. There's loads of pictures doing the rounds today, but it really was like a, like a father uh, and a and a child. Uh, the child having a little tantrum up against him, and and the, and the dad just laughing, you know. And, and that's what hmm. Liverpool are now. It's so exciting. Uh, the problems he had at centre back last year, and now we seem to have a wealth of options. At centre back, <clears throat> yeah, you wouldn't be bought. Like, you know, Van Dijk is is the glue there. No matter who plays, we saw he's going to do well. But you wouldn't you wouldn't be bothered now if Van Dijk had to, you know, was rested for a game or two because Kanate can play there um, on either side. And you've Gomez and and Matip, like who's who's arguably being uh, the best out of her them him and Van Dijk this season and last season. You know, when when they were playing together, so. Yeah, it's just it's just so exciting at the moment. I can't, I, I just can't understand the moment. And that's great. Like, you know, think I'm about. Always... Can you remember a time when you think about Canada, you think about Matip, think about Van Dijk, right? And then you think, right, left back. Jeez, you got Simicas. When you see Simicas' name on the team sheet, you don't think there's a step down here. You're saying mm. Robertson has a proper competition for the first time since yeah. since he's come into the side. Yeah, you know, Robertson. Trent, yeah. Sorry, Phil. No, I was just going to say, you look at Trent, and he's probably the only one on the team that doesn't have real competition. Mm-hmm. Because the midfield... Yeah, but, but like, when, when Trent has sat out, Milner's come in and done a, a mm-hmm. very good job. And I mean, there's another player who seems to have this cohort, and it's the same people as well, like, that don't like uh, Henderson, don't like <coughs> Milner. It's so strange, like, I mean, you're a Liverpool supporter. Look what those two players have done for this team mm-hmm. in the last few years, in the last four or five years especially. 
uh, and what we've won and the big nights we've had and how important them players like you know James Milner no matter where he's being asked to play where he's playing a, a right back left back in the middle of the park in a more advanced position he gives absolutely 110 every game and he comes in no problem for Trent no problem stick me there happy days even um, even, even Wijnaldum to an extent Andy there was a lot of you know, uh, haters of Wijnaldum sort of thing, you know, on on, on the, n- <laughs> never anyone in the crowd who would get on Wijnaldum's no. back. But there was this cohort of people who would say, you know, what does Wijnaldum do? I mean, it just seems to be these players who, they don't necessarily turn on the style gaming, mode, but they are the engine room. They're the players who you can always depend on, you know, the ones who will be it's... there in the trenches. You know, I, I, I remember that game, um, against Midgilland last season in the Champions League. Like, we were at sixes and sevens. And the only thing that stabilised everything was Henderson just coming on the pitch and just mm. calming everything down. You know, and we didn't need a result there, but we certainly didn't need to be humiliated by a bunch of part-timers. And Henderson come on and made sure that didn't happen. Do you know what I mean? We didn't mm. lose that game. So, like, th- 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 these, are the, these are the moments for me when, you know, th- 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 these players, they stand up. You know what I mean? They stand up and they counted. Mm. Yeah. I just want to say, I want to lead on to the Milner because it's my topic, right? This fellow's a freak. Um, you know, I've, 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 <laughs> when we signed him and they gave him the number to seven jersey, I was I was prepared to take my pitchfork and march to Anfield and have a have a march and a march round Anfield and give out stink. <clears throat> right. Um, when I watched them play, even up to his fourth season with Jurgen Klopp. He he had two Heinz tin cans for feet. He couldn't stay up on his feet, and he kept falling over loads, right? And he inexplicably, inexplicably in his four season with Klopp, would fall <coughs> over though and create things. Remember, he was playing a fullback, and he had like 105 million assists um, from from right back. Yeah, and but he couldn't stand up. No, do, do you remember it when he played a wide right, and he was mm. he's delivering all these balls and getting assists? Yep. <laughs> you know. However, you James Milner was forced. Era defining game was in 2004 2005 when Arsenal beat Leeds 5 0 and ended the uh, not the Don Reeve, obviously. <laughs> his, that was what was your man's name? Who was the chairman? Dave O'Leary, Peter, what's his name? The Ridsdale. Ridsdale. Ended the Ridsdale era, ended a whole Leeds era that was there. Then in 2012 or 2013, he's part of the Manchester City team that thumps United 6 1 and completely ends the Fergie era, right? Um, and look at here we are, twenty twenty one. Think about that for a second. Twenty twenty one. Is he is he st- is he still the youngest Premier League scorer? No, no, I don't think it's the Rooney, youngest. Rooney, Rooney take that. I think Rooney's I thought he scored when he was. I thought he scored when he was sixteen or something. Didn't he for Leeds? Something ridiculous. And he had a yeah. stash. People forget about the stash he had when he made his debut for Leeds as well. It's outrageous, right? But this fella is hundred and six years of age. Right, he played in the last game that we won five goals in Old Trafford in 1895 right? but even looking at it right, I still look at him when you see his name on the team sheet you're going nah today's going to be the day he cracks but he doesn't he's like, just I don't know it's just stunning he's about the same age as me obviously doesn't have as many kids as me but look he's, he's, he's about the same age as me and it's incredible and I, I, I've become a fan of him I have to say I, I just love I, I think he's the best free signing we've ever made and there's, there's we've made some good ones but this fella is just it's just brilliant, and the yeah. and I'm not one to give out roses and plaudits and flowers and all, but like I can't remember. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, oh, it's a, 
like, he's a Liverpool legend, yeah. which is mad because he's played for so many teams in the Premier League. But he's he's a Liverpool legend now, as, as far as I'm concerned. Come here, and that's that's um, you laughing, you know, uh, plant, yeah, nail your colours to the mast about players, and you know, there's been lots of them down the years. Stuart Downing, um, <laughs> don't ruin me, don't ruin yeah. this, don't. <laughs> uh, Markovic. Uh, like, <laughs> see what happens when you mention Markovic. <laughs> Darius Giants, Darius Giants, Milner. Like you've you've been happy to admit you're wrong, and mm. I think Milner did have quite a few doubters when he came. Um, maybe his performances didn't meet the standard of fans, or maybe they didn't like the look of how he plays. But yeah, it, there's the should again like with Henderson or, or certain players, there should be no questioning these guys now. Mm. It, he's unbelievable and it, he's got so much to offer. You know, you can just tell he's so influential in the dresser. Um, you can see he does a lot of talking. Um, you know, if you're at the game and you're watching the moment, he does a lot of talking. Um, there's, there's, there's certain players that go onto the pitch and they, they, they kind of pass on, you know, embody Klopp as such when they're on the pitch. And I think if, I've said it here before, if Klopp could reincarnate any other player that could go back to when they're they're sixteen or seventeen, it be it be Milner to have them all the way through their day, um, you know, another decade, because that that's that's what he is. These these players are so complete and what they can do for you, all the different positions you can play. You know, we talked about the squad depth. Players like James James Milner are three players to your squad because they can play mm. everywhere, and you know they come on to close out games. Or if there's a particular game that needs it, even if everybody's fit, it might just suit Milner. And that and that's the, the beauty you have him around. He's been it seems like he's been 36 for years. It seems like he's been getting sold for years. But again, these guys like James Milner just they just prove people wrong over and over and over again. Like we're so lucky to have him. He's he's by far the best um free sign, and I know. They're signing on fees, and you can argue what's free these days. But Liverpool went and got him. Yep, that's been one of the most important signings. Uh, you know what, what he's given Klopp in um, since he's been at the club. It's it's great, and I, I hope he stays around and he doesn't piss off to try and get minutes somewhere else. But if he can stay around and they can manage his minutes, because um, he plays a lot more football than players that we paid big big money for. And he's, Shane, la- just, out, he's outlasted players in that midfield as well uh, that you would have thought Milner was going. You know, you often hear uh, certain folk saying that uh, Klopp has tried to replace uh, Milner and, and Henderson for years. Well, they're the last boys standing, aren't they? Because there they are. If, if you try to keep replacing them, if that if that's what's been happening, there they are. No bother to them. So I'd love to, I'd love to see Milner around for a long time and then... Um, uh, be a coach or you know back row yeah, staff I mean Thomas Connolly there in the chat is saying he'll be on the coaching staff soon I mean I think that's that's something I think a lot of us at this point would like to happen you know you know you think about the example that he could he could bring to the academy players we've already seen it when you know he's been there on the side on, on the sidelines in uh in in the league cup games in the past when we when we just went with complete 
youth, you know. So, uh, <laughs> on the football and door on the young 2021. Um, no, but look, he he's he he probably it probably is a stretch to think he'll get you know more than this season, you know, to really make an impact, but you just never know with him because. You know he's basically filling the two positions at the moment. He's he's proven to be a backup for right back. It's, it's such a shame that Gomez has shown us how shite he is as right back in the past. Because um, because he'd be he'd be perfect in the current situation to be operating as a backup right back. But he's our backup right back. He's a backup midfielder. He's being counted upon in both of those scenarios now, and um, like. Like we we we'll need him to make a, a, a contribution this season if we're gonna if we're gonna win the league if we're gonna win the Champions League. Shane on Milner, right? Because I've seen some comments about him, and it's like we're we're supposed to going over the top because we're celebrating him. Um, and I have an issue with that, right? Because this is a fellow who's come to the club, and I, have we been out of the Champions League places since he came? Well, Roger signed them, didn't he? So yeah. So with the exception, yeah, yeah. As, soon, as soon as Klopp comes in, he, he's been ever present in that squad under Klopp, and he hasn't been out of the Champions League spots. He's gone and won a Champions League, and he's also won a league title for us. Mm. Um, and he was the only wasn't he the only person with league winning experience in the whole squad? Yeah, like the turnaround happens on his watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, I yeah, agree, yeah. agree with Andy. Probably, probably the the best free signing we've ever made. I, I, I was going to make the point that I made wasn't it? We that was when Liverpool were in the World Club World Cup and he was mm. injured and the young and the young players had to play. And I think Neil Critchley came out and said he was a huge influence around the place and a huge help to him in that game. So that was a Blackpool or Oldham or someone we played. But or, do you know what? Do you know what? It was it only kind of dawned on me. It actually dawned on me in the Atletico game um, that. He's a hard man without the swagger of a hard man. Do you know mm. what I mean? I don't know if I'm putting that point across. He's just somebody I wouldn't say, you don't cross him. I'd say if you went at him, like proper went at him, I'd say he'd play the bollocks out of you. But he's very unassuming. I think he's a hard man. Like he has the dark arts, which you need. He most definitely has the dark arts that you need. And I think with like some of that behind the scenes stuff that the club put out, the content, I've seen a couple of them. And you'll see some in a couple of them, so senior players looking to Milner for a bit of acceptance over something. You know, there'll be a bit of banter flying around the dressing room, and I'll be shouting to Milly, "Well, what do you think? What do you think on that?" So he's obviously one of the. Uh, he's obviously the leader in the dressing room. But what I love about him is he's just he's a hard man without that ridiculous hard man swagger that Kane and Vieira like to have. I just think he's, I think he's great. Would it be he fair? Is, to I mean, I, 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 I remember. Playing when I played football as a kid, there was this lad who, who was in school with, and he, he reminds me so much of James Milner. He knew every time you went in for a tackle with him, he was just he was just like a he was just like running into a wall, but he wasn't dirty and he wasn't like mm. you know like one of these unassuming lads. Mm. But as soon as you went in for a tackle, he was just solid. And I can imagine going in for a tackle with James Milner. You'll know about it. You know what I mean? Like he's just that type of player who. Who 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 will just be like a wall when you go when you're going in hard on a 50-50, you'll know that you've come out to the other end of the tackle with James Milner. He's a killer whale, isn't he? Like, you know, they look all free, like Hoodley mm. and, and the whole lot, right? Yeah. But like <laughs> they'll essentially they join in a load of club and the sales and eat them. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he's, he's there's, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing really nice about him. You, you can just tell by his smile. He has this pretendy smile <laughs> that goes on, which is actually really sinister. Look at it next time. Next time you're looking mm. at 
when you see him smiling. Next time he gets books, look at it. Yeah, next yeah. time he gets books. <laughs> it's, 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 and that's when his true side comes out. It's like his killer whale side. It's like he's just cruising around the side of the beach. There's like a little seal. Just I'm just gonna go in for a little swim, and the next minute he just eats him. And that's that's mm. basically what what James Miller is, and he he he, he refuses. To play a match, they'll get a yellow card as well. When I saw that he got a yellow card, it was a uh, uh, made my day because the first thing James Miller just comes on and just basically just kills uh, somebody, gets a yellow card, and he's happy million. to play the rest. Yeah, free <laughs> <million>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's the follow up to free Willie, uh, but free Willie is yeah. Is it? So uh, next mm-hmm. time, remember that 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 James Miller is indeed a killer whale. Um, and and talking about killer whales and things of the sea and and, and massive massive creatures like a blue whale, biggest mammal, land mammal there is. The biggest football in the world right now, Shane, <laughs> is Mohamed Salah. But he just doesn't do things on the football pitch that's amazing, like Hattricks and Old Trafford and laughing at that Ronaldo having a little tantrum. I'm still not convinced that that's that's really Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo is. is I think that's an Amanda Stavely version of Ronaldo. Right? I don't think it's. I think it's, it's that, uh, that statue they got. The, yeah, yeah, got, yeah, it's not him. It's that yeah. statue they have just running around. I wonder if they, the, a motorized waxwork because look, it doesn't move around that much at all, um, and just tries to kick people in the bum and then and gets upset because he gets he's getting pushed all over the shop by little fellas. Um, but Shane, Mohamed Salah. You wanted to talk about him, and I was hoping that we just wax lyrical about it. it. Was another amazing performance and ridiculousness in his touch, um, and I know I could give out a bit about the fact that David De Gea is more stuck to his line than a Sabutio goalkeeper ever was. And whatever happened to David De Gea, he was replaced by it as well, and he's another Amanda Stavely job. But you wanted to have a, a different angle on Salah. So, yeah, look, t- I, I, listen, I don't. Well, you, you street can go around waxing lyrical, and I'll join in about that performance. But I just said, listen, I haven't listened to the boys uh, last night yet. I listened to it in the morning. I'm sure there was a lot. of Waxing lyrical about Salah, but I just decided kind of with like the, the, that Saudi takeovers coming in, a lot of human rights stuff and LGBT and, and women's rights, and just kind of Salah's work that he's kind of done off the pitch in in, in recent years. Like he's been, uh, like he was, he was on Time Mag, he was obviously on the biggest <laughs> lamb there is. <laughs> uh, right, he was obviously he was he was uh, on Time Magazine's cover. Uh, for a, a, a Muslim man, right? Was, as one of the most infamous. Oh, <laughs> 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 we'll just stop and we we'll just keep just keep, just keep all the comments coming in because they're on fire. It's quality. It's quality. Okay, go on, go it's on. Quality. Now, listen, just like Time Magazine, he's on the cover as one of the most influential people in the world. Um, he was on that uh, environmental thing with the Royals there last week or the week before that air shot thing. But it's more, listen, he's like he, he has a daughter himself and he's recently campaigned or he's campaigned in the last few years for uh, women's rights for Muslims, which is obviously a very kind of topical thing with the, with the Saudi takeover. Um, he's, he's being quoted as saying, listen, we have to change how uh, women are treated in our culture. It's not really negotiable. They, they, like, they have to be treated better. And just just tying it all in together, really, that he, like as as equally as impressive as he is on the pitch as he is off the pitch, because with this Saudi thing, like this, like Palace fans had a banner uh, that the police uh, investigated about a banner against the Newcastle game about kind of uh, human rights issues over there. Listen, they've Saudi Arabia; they let women drive. I think last year they opened that up, but the main uh, campaigner for women's rights to drive over there. The, your man left, agreed to let women drive and then he threw her in jail and she's still in jail. So 
like there's obviously issues like I, I, I'm not going to come on here there's far more intelligent people than me that can talk about them but it's more about Salah he put, he's, he's after putting his head in the chocolate block and coming out um, to to campaign for these things so that's all look we're just throwing it out there to you about, look, he's e- equally as impressive off the pitches on it Andy um, Salah is a bigger person than either Ronaldo or Messi ever have been, even within the short time frame he's been at Liverpool, in terms of taking on issues that are bigger than football. Mm. But my biggest, like, he's really using his platform to do different things. Um, and it's incredible. I, I go back to it. He's so big, we don't realize how big he is. In no, we do. We do. We um, don't. We don't fully appreciate it. We, we see Liverpool, Liverpool, we see amazing things. What I'm saying to you, outside of it, outside of Liverpool, because it's very hard to take our, our prism off, right, and look at it from another thing. But this fella is, is so big at this point. He could be bigger than than Jesus or <laughs> Rocky, Jeff Bezos. Like, this is how big he is. Mm. Elon Musk, he could be bigger than him. Yeah. Now, Elon Musk isn't that tall, so it could be bigger than him. But like, <laughs> Yeah, look, it. We appreciate him as Liverpool fans. We adore him. We idolise him. Uh, we've we've finally come around to the fact that he he may well be the greatest player that's ever played for Liverpool and all the glory that they've had and all the amazing players they had. This fella is is, is the best. You know what I mean? And that's on the pitch. And then Klopp also talks about how much of a wonderful person he is how much of a humble human being, how much of a nice guy he is. And there's not a bad, there doesn't seem to be a bad bone in his body. Everything he says, he's, you know, when he <clears throat> has to take credit um, after a game, he, he seems almost embarrassed. He's so humble, it's unbelievable. Mm. And what, what that was brought up tonight, I think is a really good topic. And what it does highlight as well is is how a Western as you know, not in, in the Western world, how he is being received and portrayed by the media. Because I think there's a certain amount of negativity. People outside the Liverpool supporters see him as a bit of a villain for some reason. You know, uh, he's painted as a cheat, a diver. Um, somewhat, somehow or another, people just don't believe he's as good as he is. And, and that has to be how the media are painting him. You know what people are listening to and what they're exposed to, whether they're watching Sky or or the newspapers. But there he is doing some really, really important work for 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 his culture, and and uh, and it doesn't seem to be as publicised. You can guarantee it if he was if he was from a Western <laughs> culture, um, you know, like Messi, like Ronaldo, or if he was American, he'd be everywhere. But there's this still the certain fear exists because he's because he's Muslim and the, the people need to own up to that like as Liverpool fans we couldn't give a shit where somebody's from we love them all but whatever it is about the UK they don't they don't want to put them up on the pedestal with others where he deserves to be there's a lot of deniers out there who who don't think he's even the greatest player in the world at the moment when he, when he absolutely is there's, there's no one to touch him at the minute no one to touch him. Mm. And, and I, I the stuff he's doing off the, the pitch. I, I think it's just now, Andy, that it's got to the point where like there's no there's no hiding place for people in terms of calling them the best. Like it's it 
it's almost a last resort now that it's got like that people are calling them the best player. And you're right. Like I, I think people have, I mean, even as recent as last season, I, you know, I think people were trying to, uh, I think there's this narrative out there that trying to sort of frame like Br- Bruno Fernandes as the best player in the Premier League because of what he didn't come in and made such an impact at United, you know, you know, Harry Kane, you know, even fairly recently, Jamie Vardy, like the, 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 there's definitely this kind of narrative that gets put out there as to like the best player in the Premier League. And for some reason that spotlight just doesn't seem to be on on Liverpool players, is 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 my view on it. I mean, and I don't know if it's because he's for the last few years he has kind of shared the limelight a little bit, certainly in terms of the goals and and contributions with with Mane, for example, you know, there's almost like you know, it's it's See, almost only, like only you know, only Mo Salah show everywhere they go, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm. but like it's a bit of double, you know, it's a bit of a double act almost up to this point. But it's since now got this, you know a hat trick at Old Trafford, you know, but that not just. You know, I'll we'll come on to it about the inevitability of it all. It, it, it's almost like it's just now that that people have got to. They, they've no hiding place now. <laughs> you, 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 you actually got egg all over your face if you if you want to start insisting that other other people are better than them in the Premier League uh, and 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 elsewhere for that matter. Yeah, but it's listen. We see like lots of what I was saying there. Too, like you see plenty of tweets. And the tweet isn't about Mo Salah, it might be about Hardy Kane, Jamie Vardy, uh, Bruno Fernandes, blah, blah. But the tweet would be only Mo Salah has uh, more goals or more goals and assists than than Jamie Vardy or than Bruno Fernandes. Every tweet is only Mo Salah, only Mo Salah, only Mo Salah. And the tweet or the or the Instagram post or whatever, it isn't aimed about Salah. It's aimed about the other person, bigging that person up. But every, the first line of them all is... Only Mo Salah has more. Only Mo Salah has more. Only Mo Salah has more. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's he is. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get bored about talking about him. I remember how excited I was when we signed him. I, I know how excited I get when I see him play. Every time he gets in the ball, there's people have given out about that he's he's he misses too many chances, whatever. For a fellow who scores, who guarantees nearly twenty goals a season, um, he's not missing that many, right? Um, mm. And this season, I don't know whether it's because he's coming up for cat- contract renewal or, or potentially what it is, right? But you know the way that, that last, that second last season on a player's contract, it tends to be um, fucking immense, right? And this seems to be out, out of the charts. This is Virgin Record stuff. This is this is incredible, right? This is going to be unless something happens to him. I, I don't know what he could end up with 50 goals this season. He has, That's he has this, he's, do you remember the the goal against United at home where we basically won the league? He took the Allison yeah. played the ball to him. That was his 15th goal uh, of that season in all competitions, and he's 15 now. We're not even in October, no, exactly. Frightening, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's incredible, and you know, he's this team's talisman when we look back at it. In, um, 15 years sorry Andy but when we do look back at it in 15 years 
we're gonna we'll, we'll have talked about Van Dyke and everything, like this, and it'll just keep coming around. And then do you remember Salah? Do you remember Salah did this? Mm. Do you remember Salah did this? Do you remember he did this? Do you remember that goal he scored? Mm. Do you remember that touch he made? Do you remember the big smile on his head? Do you remember he had a hairy chest and then he didn't have a hairy chest? Do you remember like one day he turned up and he had a beard, and the next day he didn't, and then he was doing that Pepsi ad, and then he does the one that Pepsi ad is ridiculous as well, where he does it in one take, and I was doing to keep you up, he's and he turns and he hits on the volley and he knocks the ball off the the the, the, the tire. Everything is just. Mm. And then he does all the, all the other stuff. But yeah. he's 29, Phil. He's at the peak of his powers. This is, this is, the, this is, we are so fortunate to have him when he's playing the best football of his career, you know. Mm. Uh, and let's just hope that it ends up propelling us to at least one more league because mm. whether he stays or goes, we absolutely have to take advantage of the fact that we've mm. got the best player in the world right now because of being absolute kind of travesty almost if we don't win anything else off the back of not just have a mo but obviously the, the cast around them sort of thing like we have to we have to win another league with the best player in the world in your side because mm. otherwise it's just all these nice memories as as brutal as that might sound like that's all it's going to be and we've had plenty of nice memories with lots of players down the years who've been not quite the best in the world because there's been Better, better around them at the time, but they've been bloody good at the time. You know that we've yeah. that we've had them, and we've not we've not won we've not won league titles as a result. We need to win a league title off the back of Mo Salah playing the best football of his career. Um, yeah, and Phil, that, just just that comment there. Uh, who cares about the media? Well, like, I mean, what, what Davos brought up there is is about what he's doing off the pitch, which mm. isn't very really, you know, widely publicized by the English media. <laughs> and whether you like it or not, whether you care about the media or not, they have a responsibility to to deliver news the right way and, and in an impartial way. And, and it doesn't seem to be, they don't seem to be doing that. As Ray said, this guy is at the peak of his powers. He's 29 years of age, the best player in the world at the moment. And these people have a platform to, um, to spread a good message and to 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 create equality uh, to to connect the world better and and have all these negative things that are said about Muslim communities and get get people talking constructively about it and to um, improve the rights for people in in these di- different cultures. So, like, who cares about the media? I don't particularly like the media, but like. It is, and they do play an important role, and they're not giving Mo a fair crack of the whip um, in terms of his recognition as a player and his recognition as a human that the, the work he's doing off the pitch. You know, players don't have to do that, but he's doing that. You know, for his people, for his family, um, uh, you know, and and the world, and he needs to be listened to. And the media aren't doing a, a decent job in spreading that. And someone there in a the comment, uh, I just have to address this. I don't know who we speaking about I hope it's not us um, and I don't see any negativity about Islam in the comments either so um, yeah do fuck off um, <laughs> yeah. uh, can I just say something everyone's saying that at the moment I've been telling you this for three years Mo Salah is the best player in the world full stop Right, he's better than Messi has been for the past three years Um He's better than Ronaldo, has been for the past three years. He's basically been the best player since the year we went to the Champions League and didn't win it, right? He's 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 different class. He just does things that those lads used to do but don't do anymore. 
people go on about Messi and all this, but they're all living in, in past YouTubes, right? Do you know what I mean? This this fella's doing it every week and he's he's getting better and better and better and better. Um and when well, it comes to the look, contract, if he wants a million for the week. Sorry, what? Phil, because across you, I was gonna say you were saying all the way back to that Champions League final. <clears throat> I mean, Ramos knew full well what he was dealing with and took him out. He was that determined to take him out because he knew the impact all the way back then that Mo Salah was potentially going to have on that game. So, mm. you know, the, 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 this is how long he's been operating at an elite at an absolute elite level. Fella is on a different planet mm. to other footballers at the moment. And you can see he's doing the touches and all the things that Messi was 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 praised so highly for. Um, and it's just natural to him. In the same way, it was just natural to Messi. You know a fella is is different level to everything else when you see the number of touches he's able to take from the 18-yard line to the six-yard line, right? And the ball just stays glued to his foot as he takes them, right? And I know it's it's, it's down to um, to David James De Gea in goal. Like, I, I don't understand what's happened to him. He's like, he's literally had, like, he's definitely replaced, but that's not what the game... Remember De Gea like three or four years ago when we <laughs> played against him? And by the way, Phil, just, just to, sorry to cut across on that, he's actually been a level above... How uh, bad he was! Like, like he's he's improved. He's been he has been better this year than he has been in the last couple of years, and he's been and he hasn't been great this year. Yeah, all, all I'm saying is for me, I'm looking at a guy who's just doing things that no other footballer can do on the earth at this moment. At, not at this moment, he's been doing it for three years, and he's doing it, mm. and 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 he's you, but he's using the platform. Back to your point, Shane. It's not in the English media. It's not put in the English media because the English media is heavily influenced by a right wing agenda, and and it has been for donkeys, right? And that's just the way it is. We don't get we anything we're getting is, is coming from foreign press or the Associated Press or somewhere that that's European focused in terms of what's what's going on there. Those stories are coming. Or this club are pushing the fact that he's at this Earth Summit, he's at this other thing, and he's he's doing this and they're doing it. But they need to push it more. <clears throat> this is the type of stuff we need LeBron James to put him up on his shoulders and say here's Mo Salah go and tell us the world what you need to tell us and that's what we want that's what we have the Nike contract for that's why LeBron James bought into the club we need to use his reach his globalness to bring Salah to that level and that, selling something like that to him as a reason to sign with the club you might get 565 million quid a week at Saudi Arabia Newcastle right but you won't get this <laughs> And given, and you won't get the platform. Nobody cares about Newcastle. Nobody, honestly, nobody cares about. It. Nobody cares about City outside of unless you're playing them or they're in the Champions League. Nobody pays attention to them. Like there's absolutely no coverage. Nobody, they aren't. There are nothing inside, right? But a bit like I'm, I'm a Bears fan. Everyone knows I'm an NFL. But like these brands, these these global clubs, these clubs that have existed for for at least 40 to 50 years and have been at the centre of these great moments of in European football and world football that's there in front of you. That gives you a platform that no other player has. My worry is, and my biggest worry is, that a team with a bigger platform <clears throat> that potentially gives him a bigger voice is the reason why he thinks himself, you know what, I'm, I'm, I am going to make that step. I'm going to have a new challenge, but I'm going to use that platform to get where I need to go to, which is a Real Madrid, a Barcelona, or something like that. Right, and that to me is the, is is the biggest concern I have. But like, I think we have to tell him that you are our icon, you are the front of this club, and we need to put him there, and we need to back whatever he does. And I'm, I'm serious. We need John Henry to ring LeBron James and get them doing a LeBron's barbershop programmy thing on HBO with Mo Salah, and let Mo Salah do whatever he wants a soapbox for an hour. 
and have it all over HBO in America and give him the platform that he needs. Honestly, that's that's if, if you're watching, John, because I know you do tune in and we, we were talking about it when we were on the Oscar. <laughs> um, please get on to LeBron there. Give him a shout. I have his number if you want it and we can get it sorted out. Ask LeBron to pay a few bob towards his ways that it's going to cost because unless we, unless we stump up the dough, he's out. He's gone. We're getting the dough. Don't worry about it. So I told you we're getting bought up with the mafia. It's, it's the way we're fighting back. Right? Just had, need to keep it quiet. Oh, do we have the last topic? What was the last topic that we're going to talk about? <laughs> I, I could have had a smart segue and I've completely forgot about it. We went off topic on a, on a rant. But, um, Dickos. 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 The Dickos. inevitability. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. I think the inevitability of yesterday, uh, it was it, like for me, I mean, it, this has been this has been glorious today, really. Um, especially having the bank holiday over here in Ireland to uh, to just sort of revel in, in in what happened. But you know, we've spoken about this before. You know, about people's it's been a topic in itself about how people go into games, how people view a particular opposition at the weekend. You know, there's probably some some people now are thinking, you know, Brightner or banana skin. Uh, at the weekend and so on and so forth but for me this game leading into this game to me it was just there was an almost there was an inevitability about what happened yesterday I mean anyone who's been I think I mentioned it before anyone who's been watching (laughs) you know United in particular and obviously Liverpool over the last few weeks would have seen this coming a mile off and aside from you know sort of irrational fears of, of going to at Old Trafford in years gone by and, and and sort of, you know, showing them too much respect or, you know, something going wrong on the day. You, you know, all that to one side. I mean, you know, there was two, three, two victories in the week in Champions League games and they were like the polar opposites. Like we, we, we dispatched of Atletico Madrid in such a professional manner. I mean, we could have blown that game out the water early doors. They come back. You know, the crowd over there was never taken out of the game. You know, we had Simeone, you know, on, on the conductor on the sidelines. We, we put up with all of that. And we still come out there with a 3-2. United, on the other hand, were absolutely garbage against Atalanta. I mean, how they managed to turn that around. I mean, that Atalanta managed. I mean, the only saving grace for them is that they get to have a go at them again a few weeks time and I, I'd be shocked if Atalanta don't beat United in a in a couple of weeks time in the return game but walking in there I mean a mate of mine actually did put a, a fiver on Liverpool to win 5-0 it was 100 to 1 the only the only thing he did wrong was he absolutely bottled it uh when when then down to 10 men and he cashed out to 296 quid um so he must be a little bit sick now but to me, that just had all the ingredients of an absolute spanking. And I have to say, I sat down there. I'll be interested to hear what the other lads say. But I sat down at the start of that. I had a little snooze before. Just wanted to be full <laughs> energy for each of the goals that went in. I had a little snooze for, for an hour. Got up at 25 past four. Cracked open a can. And I enjoyed every single minute of it. Absolutely outstanding game and and then all night you know even the nfl i know it was a bit different for you phil you know the nfl brought you crashing down to it to, to earth but i even got on the nfl i had a lovely little watch of the bengals you know i mean it was a perfect sunday even i have to say brilliant 
Matt Nagy can fuck off. <laughs> I was explaining, so I'm just to, I was explaining to the I'm lads interested. that being a Bears fan is like supporting Everton. That's the only way to describe it, or Spurs. It's it's the only way to describe what it's like being a Bears fan. But it's also good to know how those lads feel. Um, but uh, and, and then at the same time... We, we haven't even mentioned... We haven't even mentioned Saturday, have we? I mean, we might we, that might be that might be bonus content for the end, Rafa and uh, oh. Alice, and his <laughs> <laughs> shape bags, disgrace, <laughs> fucking disgrace. Mm. I mean, that's the best video. That's I mean, the best video Rafa. of the weekend. Forget Mo Salah. The the Everton fans going ballistic at the players and the manager and everything at the end of the game. It's just. It's spectacular. Old Trafford and Goodison Park emptied for the end of the match on the same weekend. I mean, what's mm. not to love? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. it's phenomenal. It's like, it's the Rafa thing is probably going as well as you can expect. He's winning just enough games to keep him in the job, right? Uh, but he's not winning enough. He's not winning enough games to have them relevant, right? So he's like, he's what Ancelotti was, but without the dream. If you know what I mean, it's like they, they can't dream under Rafa because it's Rafa. It's 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 mind fuckery at, at a level that hasn't been seen, right? Imagine, like the only way you can describe this is imagine Liverpool signing a former United manager, and I'm not talking about like, uh, like and it's very hard because all the United managers have been pretty shit recently, right? But like we're talking, say, say Liverpool signing Fergie or, or Ron Atkinson or something from, from back in the day, right? Like that's how messed up it is. It just You'd look at it and you go, no, this can't be happening, but it's happening to everything because it's great. It's just it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I know. It's like, have they even started going Russia, Rafa, yeah? Yeah. But they've been going Russia Rafa from the start. Now they're going Russia ah, yeah, Rafa players and everything. Yeah. Lads, yeah. I will see it's, it's, been even, it's been even. It's been even. Sorry, go on, mate. Just looking at Owen Beck. Yeah, just looking at Owen Becks. I mean, how badly can you plan a weekend, really? You've been on the lash for three days at Stags and oh, you and you walk in the door and you walk in the door at four just after four o'clock. Why walking in the door at seven o'clock? And saying that the coach or the plane or whatever it is you're coming back on that stags get you home at seven o'clock. Seven. An awful <laughs> bit of planning, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Lucky Owen. Andy, like can- absolute rookie. <laughs> That's not what I would say. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a rookie mistake. Yeah, Andy, rookie. when rookie. when is uh <laughs> Or Everton, Everton won't be playing Liverpool next week. I was going to say it'd be a good one for you to go along and watch because you yeah. could just go in as an undercover spy, wave your hands around a bit, just sort of like mm. they I'll just take it as an Evertonian. You'd be, you'd be flying. See, mm. see the funny yeah. thing, Phil, about the, this the Rafa Everton experience is they went Russia when he got the job, mm. then he started off all right. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of like, mm, you know, we're coming around a bit, and then the arse is at the fall now with the last couple of weeks, and it's all yeah. fucking hell is breaking loose. Mm. Yeah. The inevitability. The only my only worry, Ray, just going back to your topic, is this team doesn't win another league, and it's not through a lack of ability or whatever it is. It's just that City have a team full of sixty million pound players, and like even the toilets, when they just look around the corner, and there's a fellow standing there that cost them sixty million quid. Um, and the other bit is that the teams in the league seem to just bend over and let them score goals. They just stand still and let them score goals against them, like. 
whenever a team seems to put up the city, they've managed to get a result out of them. And so few teams actually put up the city. It just it, it baffles me to, even to, the, to now. It's like they have a, a, a mind melt because it's Pep Guardiola. He was, was like, I think Klopp's a better manager. I think Klopp is a far better manager. I think he's achieved a lot more, um, even though he hasn't won as many trophies. But to do what he's done and the budget that he's done um, is far more impressive than anything Pep Guardiola has managed in his whole career. That's well, look. I mean, I am, I am interested to hear how Davo in particular felt before that game because I love, <laughs> I love Davo's game. Uh, look, it's like I spoke. Uh, it was more Jamie speaking about it, obviously being from Liverpool. But Ray, we like when over here, it's basically Liverpool, Man United, and like going to school, Andy probably would have been the same, although he's a couple of years older than me. Like they, they ruined like your school days were ruined. You used to come in the weekend, you know, you'd have to be getting a scuttery 96 minute winner. Liverpool <laughs> might have dropped some points. Then we went through 99, obviously, as well in 99, where one they look down at the injury time in the FA Cup at Old Trafford and lose 2 1. And just like basically, school years ruined, right? So for that, and it's, it's just always been a like. Um, we went through a phase there, kind of the foul years where we did quite well at Old Trafford. We took some draws and stuff like that when they were when they were really good. But oh, it was a really worrying place to go. And yesterday it was more worrying because we're a far better side, and I just didn't want them to go and fucking scutter the result. So I was my pots where I've had evacuated the building early doors on, 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 on Sunday. I was I was fit to get behind the couch even at. Even at three 0 when the fourth went in, I was alright. I knew we were home. But even at three, I was like, "These get one." I'm up the walls again. Um, but I, I, I'd probably go and say, apart from winning like the big trophies, it was one of my favourite days following uh, Liverpool. It was like to go there and do that to them, humiliate them. He's probably going to lose his job in the back of it if you're reading off Twitter. He's he's probably going to lose his job. But for lose the fans, his job anyway, Davo. Yeah, whether it was but, us or, or someone yeah, else, exactly, exactly. I'm, not, I'm like Sean, he said, Fuck them, you can't look, there's no point worrying about other clubs. But for the fans to be there in the away end, singing all these at the way and stuff like that, you're just you're humiliating the whole bones of the club, the fans, the players, the board, the management. You're just you're really getting fucking under the skin and down into them. And I loved every fucking minute of it, and I love seeing the videos. And uh, yeah, I, I, I could breathe a four nil right, right on half time. I was one of face was priceless, wasn't it? Oh, I know yeah. Kenny's that was rubbing, rubbing <laughs> salt in the wounds that had just been opened up there, but getting getting Fergie's face <laughs> on camera and it's the beautiful. expression on it, it I have was, to say. It was masterful <laughs> camera work, wasn't it? It was, it was fantastic. Director. I hope I hope that's the Premier League's feed as opposed to Sky's, but it wasn't with Sky's because it's like the the problem that you have with that is that you just wish you could replace Tyler with Peter Drury. Did you hear Drury's yeah, yeah, comment, yeah. commentary? So it's good. just it's just great. Was it? I'll have to get on to that. Yeah. Well, go go and dig it out, especially when he's talking about the Mo Salah hat trick uh, yeah. and talking about Mo Salah himself. Oh, being Drury the best loves just, Mo Salah. He, yeah. he, he, he should do. Toiler Toiler got more excited when Cavani hit the bar in fucking the yeah. 92nd minute than any of our goals. And do you know what we haven't mis- mentioned? The fact that Ronaldo's goal was ruled out for offside. That was like one of those glorious moments as well. Um, I went up to my cousin's house and I was fixing something from up in the house on and, and, and Sunday morning and his dog was walking around with its Ronaldo doll 
said that and like, oh, it's an omen. Uh, it's an omen. Yeah, look, he just he hasn't gone near this for months. And look, he's 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 picked up the Ronaldo doll and he's walking around. So <laughs> I wouldn't be back in Liverpool today. <laughs> I was like, no, that's just Van Dyke with Ronaldo in his in his mouth. <laughs> he's walking around going, that job in my pocket. There you go. It's um, it's just it's wonderful. Like to 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 see them spend a hundred million or whatever he spent on a clapped up, washed out version, replaced bot that the that Amanda Stavely has snuck in the back door into England while while they weren't watching. And it's just like it, it, the other part of it is that's great. Like I hope they bring their green and gold scarves back next week for Norwich because that's what they are. Like the, the fact that they were trying to get excited at the end of the game because they got a couple of corners and they might score a goal against us when we were five 0 up. Right, you see them all bouncing up and down trying to be happy and just uh, ironically happy that they they might score a goal. That's what Norwich do. And they should adopt the Norwich colours and just stick with it because that's what they are now. Is another Norwich, right? They're not relevant. They're they're nothing to it. When you've been when you've been te- when you've taken that level of beating off us in your own backyard, you're nothing to it. You're not even a rival. I'm not. I, I'm never going to consider this game as a rivalry anymore. I have to say that that's it's mm-hmm. over now. That's that's just it's put the full stop at the end of it. That's that's it. That, remember when Liverpool United used to be rivals? It's gone. It must be hard for the United fans who go around and start trying to go because that's the way they talk. And it's like, and the, I, I can't wait to see them tomorrow. Ronaldo's back and he's going to win the league. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a replacement. Um, but yeah, that's Ole. I mean, if Ole does survive this by some minor miracle, I mean, he's got Spurs coming up and he's got. Um, the next home, the next home game is against Man City. I mean, <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah, and Chelsea it's, on the horizon. Is yeah, 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 they've got yeah, they've they've got Watford after um, City and then Chelsea. I, 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 Watford I don't will be so, cry uh, by then, by, by you yeah, know, I, based on what I, we see in the weekend, I, Watford. I don't, I, I don't see him, I don't see him surviving. But I, listen, I don't like if it, it'd be good with those games coming up, with City coming up. Maybe if mm. they had a new manager in, that bit of bounce, uh, take some points off City. You know, I don't think we need to worry about United anymore. Mm, no. It's going to take a long time before any manager is going to put order to that. They they bought with such little planning um, for quite a few years now, and it's uh, it's going to take a bit of an overhaul before they be good again. And and who are they going to get? I mean, I sat, I watched that game with two United fans yesterday, uh, two Liverpool fans, and um, yeah, like they're they're kind of saying uh, and you know I, I can put myself back in their shoes how I felt like they're mm. saying they'll take Steve Bruce now like and that you know when you're sometimes like that you know things like this happening like it just makes you so deluded that you, you believe that these things are going to be good for you you know so if Steve Bruce came in for for a few months anyway, it'd be it'd be good. They could take but some points off. City. It's it, it's it's not even like it, it, it's not it's it's like you mentioned the planning there, Andy. It's just been so bad for so many years that they've done they made the same mistakes over and over again. Like they they signed Alexis Sanchez, giving them ridiculous amounts of money a year because City wanted to sign him, so they moved in, gave him four hundred grand a week or whatever fucking madness he was getting three hundred fifty grand a week just to stop him signing for City because they thought. 
City would get too far away from them. He ruined the club. He ruined the, the, any sort of wage structure they had there. And then Ronaldo becomes available this summer. Looks like he's going to City. And they do the very same thing again. And the, the problem that says to me is that, it's forget about Solskjaer, there's nobody above him in any sort of Ed Woodward role or whatever role with any brains, with any balls to say, no, listen, let him go to City. We don't need him. We need a fucking player here. I'm not paying him fucking 350 grand a week just because you don't look all mad because he's gone to City. So there's, 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 nobody, there's nobody there with any backbone. There's no, there, there's no organisation. And... Listen, like you said, you go back into. Uh, uh, I can remember them times as well, where you're going back and you don't know, you, you can't see the end in sight, and they like long may it continue for them. Look, the, the best thing, every fucking bit of it. The best thing that the thing that they need right now is a pandemic that gets the fans out of the stadiums. That was the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. kept Solskjaer yeah. in a job, honestly, mm. because mm. it's. And I've said it before on this. The worst thing to happen to United this year was getting the fans back in. They're a septic, horrible bunch <laughs> of moanshites, right? And you saw from when they went back in last year having pretendy protests because they were like petulant little children waving their scarves just so that somebody would spend loads of money on them in the summertime because that's all it is. It's, Daddy, I want an ice cream. No, son. You've already had a Coca-Cola and a McDonald's and I got you a milkshake earlier on. No, I want my ice cream. Get me my ice cream. No, well, I'm going to sit down here and bang, bang my legs and stomp my hands and we can't go anywhere until you do it. Okay, I'll get you an ice cream if you promise you'll be good. Okay, we'll be good. There's your ice cream. And then they go and drop the cone. That's exactly what United fans <laughs> are, right? They're just a bunch of children, right? They're, and and they deserve what they get. So they'll be all protesting. The games will be called off and they'll probably get the City game called off and then they get their arse handed them on a play. Um, <clears throat> I, but you actually, know, I'm, another thing about uh, another thing about the inevitability of yesterday, you, we talk, <coughs> we're talking about Ole and and is he going to survive and so on. Uh, I, and at the polar opposite of of where Ole Gunnar is, um, we've got, I think, the best manager that you could ever want right now in Jurgen Klopp, uh, and and that this mm. is a manager who goes into these games with a plan. You know, he does his bit of squad rotation he understands exactly what it's all his team his team is on the same page we will watch liverpool play against preston this week and the personnel will be different but the style of play and what we see and what we're used to will be almost identical albeit with a lesser quality of player what what we've got what we've got our club now is 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 everything you would you would you would ever want? You know, between the amalgamation of Melwoods into into Kirby and all the coaching staff, everyone's on the same page. It's complete unity, mm. and and that's you know outside of the the the, the you know the five nil and all that sort of stuff. That's that's the bit for me that you know it. We we are a sustainable football club. Right now, and you can go on about, you know, but City can Andy, cash, you know, Andy, 100 million. Stick up, stick up that uh, comment from Wizard there, just because it's relevant to a pod I did with Gav about two weeks ago. Saying they need a daddy to coach them and help them, like that's going to work. El Tell. They need to get El Tell in just to, <laughs> just to do a bit of recon, uh, just to help out down the, the training ground. Do you know and what? He, he can just sit on the bench, not manage the team, and just shout things at the players to help. What needs to be shouted at the thing? That's get El telling. That's the, it's his job. It's all over. Ronaldo's totally fucked them up. Do you know that? 
if, mm. if, it, if it wasn't if it wasn't um, mm. bad enough, like he's he's coming there and he demands to play and start every game, and you've Cavani there who's far better, you know, in terms of what he's going to mm. give to the team. I know who I'd want to play in the Liverpool team anyway between the two of them because he makes a massive difference there. There was a snippet up one of their, I think it was one of their European games. Ronaldo gave up on the ball and, and Cavani just came out of it, out shot in the camera to chase down the ball on the byline. And that that's that's what you want. Ronaldo is just disruptive. And at the very beginning when he arrived, uh, there were there was there were all talk about the influence he has around the place because they were watching his play. Mm-hmm. And he didn't order dessert, and all of a sudden, all the players were in the order and dessert. But Harsh that's like, absolute yeah. <laughs> and you might you might frame that very positively, but if the players are now watching what they're comfortable doing, yeah. it's it's a kind of a creates a bit of a toxic thing. And I think it's a it's a bit of a power play as well. You know, he's so much bigger than than Solskjaer in that dressing room. You know, it's it's very very dysfunctional, and it's, it was a bad bad move to bring him in. I think. And it's not going to be any better for Steve Bruce when when he arrives. And I want Ronaldo to, make shit him too. <laughs> <laughs> but but not but not if El Tell is there because El Tell knows how to handle players. Uh, Andy, Steve, I just look at Keith's comment there. Keith's shouting, Steve, <laughs> someone's mentioning Steve McLaren coming in. <laughs> There we go. That is that is the the United version of the Middlesbrough Brian Robson to El Tell, um, like and hopefully get a few fat players in to help them get sorted out as well. Andy, I want to because we've we've got we've got four minutes left, and these are um, quick ones. Uh, I want to get into how many four minutes left? You're meant to finish at eleven. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but that's it's it's an Irish eleven, so it's like it's half eleven. Um, I'll be what time be home about eleven? Half eleven, you roll in the door. Uh, right. Look, the the question I have for you is very quickly, um. Klopp is off in 2024. Would you let him do a Warren Gatland and just take a year off and let him come back? Because like what Warren Gatland did when he was the Wales rugby manager, he used to take just the odd year off just to go off and recharge his batteries and come back and then he'd win a championship and then he'd get bored yeah. and he'd go off for a year. So so rather than knowing that we have this cliff edge, which is Jurgen Klopp is going to pack it in in 2024. Because we saw what happened when Ferguson did this at United the first time he was going to pack it out, pack it in. Um, yeah, I, 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 that was the topic there of conversation. There was an article, um, can't even remember who wrote it, but anyway, this was this was this kind of idea that he would have. First of all, where did Klopp say that he wants one year off? I think he just wants away from it all permanently, yeah, career break that he can live his life. It's a career break, it's not, no, it's not one year. Klopp wants to retire early and chill out and maybe manage an international team. He's not allowed. This is the point, mm. right? So do you just give him the year off and say, here, listen. Yeah. And then what and then what happens? Like nobody buys into the new manager. And what if the new manager does well? It's it's a bit of an unheard thing in football. I'd say there's, more, I'd say there's more chance of him signing an extra year or two than that happened. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. An okay, extra right. two years and then and then go off and retire for good. If if Klopp ever he's said retire for good, he's gonna go yeah. back, he's gonna take the Germany gig. Yeah. Yeah. If Klopp said, I want to go off uh, and manage Germany, it's just what I need to do right now. I want to move home and I want a part-time job just managing Germany for a few years, but I want to come back and of course you're not going to say no, but it's a very, it's a very um, tricky scenario in the middle. Like who, who buys the players, who sells the players, who, you know, it's, I can't see that working out. It's, it's a bit of a fantasy thing. It's, you know, we're, we're desperate to, and to have more years of Klopp, no matter what the uh, 
the conditions are. Um, so whatever right, Klopp wants. Right. Andy's been a fucking spoiled sport. Would you let him have a career break and tell him, look, you can have a year off, come back and manage us or else? Because remember, the Mafia's going to be no. on the club at this stage. No, I mean, that, that just sounds completely bonkers. I mean, look, uh, we, can, we, can, we can want him forever, but there'll be an inevitability about him going. I mean, I just hope we can succession plan, get Stevie in. And uh, carry on, carry on, <laughs> carry on. He, he, so, so he can be here all day. <laughs> Shane, uh, what, what point? What, what point the next season do um, the people who don't like Henderson and Milner and uh, champion everybody else um, start saying Klopp has lost interest and that we should actually be looking for a replacement and start naming fellas who are managing in the Bulgarian fourth division and the Russian fifth tier? They'll do it from the summer. They'll keep doing it all year, and they'll keep accounts for the summer, and they'll and they'll keep going into next season. That's exactly what they'll do. Me and my champion and fucking uh, Naby Keita, even when he's fucking bad, and they'll be championing Andre Wisdom to come back and sign and play centre back as a captain. As captain. As captain. Right. Just say so, it as it is if you think someone shit played shit they played shit if they played well they played well Fuck and it. that's the best way to be exactly, and, exactly. Unless, unless you're sure Brendan Rodgers Brendan Rodgers going to Old Trafford will be glorious that, that <laughs> Rodgers Rodgers as the next manager will be fantastic it will be fantastic but I think there's who, who, I think Conte is probably next on the block for for you know it's, yeah, it's it'd be, I'd, be, I'd say it'd be Conte yeah yeah, it'll be somebody looking for a big wage check and you'll get it as well. Right, lads, listen, we have now one minute and seven seconds to go. Um, there's all the Sienna steps, all the links are there, so get on it and support and do whatever you can. There's some mad things going on, like a load of firefighters climbing Karen Hill in full kit to, <laughs> to raise money. That's mental. I've climbed Karen Hill in a pair of shorts and a, and a hoodie and and all this, the, the hiking gear you meant to do in the middle of summer, and it was, it was an absolute... Like you're melting so bless the lads going up the mountains and, and those things because what you don't realise is there's about a four kilometre walk to just start climbing up the mountain that, that's mm. the bit that really freaks you out um, so best luck with that and if you, if you can't support you can um, quickly Ray who scores against Preston or who do we beat Preston in the, in the League Cup yeah I do I think I think whatever score whatever the score, score. Do, quick, quick, quick 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 score 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 four, score 4-1 one. Four, one. Andy score 7-0 Shane 3 uh, excellent stuff uh, Emma Cavanagh you also won quote of the night which are uh, David De Gea is Spanish for David James uh, that quote wasn't beaten by anybody else <laughs> on the whole thing this being the forum I've been your host that's Andy that's Shane that's Ray good night God bless <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network